now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia LZ Tuttle, and if it makes my backlist, then it can't be that bad. This is episode number 279 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi everyone, happy autumn! Though at the time I'm recording this show, it is 90-something degrees where I am. Oh well. I am really excited to report to all of you that the other day I watched Hocus Pocus for the first time. Wow, it is so incredibly 1993. I certainly enjoyed it. I am hoping it cools down soon so I can get back to baking. A couple weeks ago, I made pancake bread, which I had just learned about. Pancake bread is a quick bread like banana bread or pumpkin bread, but it's made with maple and vanilla and buttermilk. And the one I made from the King Arthur's Flower blog or whatever had a crumble topping and it was just like eating a loaf version of pancakes. And pancakes are definitely one of my favorite foods and this bread was amazing. Anyway, I'm going to talk about books. But before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publisher of the smash hit Fourth Wing. So this book I'm about to tell you about might be the next book talk, darling. It's a high octane fantasy adventure filled with risk, romance, action, and sweet vengeance. In it, there are five liars who have five agendas, but only one target. So in Five Broken Blades from author Mae Corlin, the five most dangerous liars in the land have been mysteriously summoned to work together for a single objective, which is to kill the cruel God King June. Each has tasted bitterness, from the hired hitman seeking atonement to the lovely assassin dreaming of freedom, to even the prince exiled for his own crimes. This is a high-stakes game of treachery where the vengeance is sweet, the secrets are delicious, and each page deepens a journey that will keep you guessing until the very end. This also has themes of friendship, found family. You got a little bit of everything in this. Make sure to check out Five Broken Blades, and thanks again to Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publisher of the smash hit Fourth Wing, for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Daughter of the Bone Forest by Jasmine Skye. Bone familiar Rosie spends most of her days in the Bone Forest, hiding her powers to avoid conscription by the Witch King's army. But when she saves the life of Princess Shaw, she's offered the chance to attend the prestigious school Witch Hall. And at Witch Hall, Rosie finds herself embroiled in political games she doesn't understand. Shaw wants Rosie as a partner to help lead the coming war. Meanwhile, all Rosie wants is to stay out of trouble, but she can't really deny her attraction to Shaw. So the question is, will Rosie give in to her destiny or will the Bone Forest call her home once and for all? 
Daughter of the Bone Forest by Jasmine Sky is for all the magic school lovers. This immersive magic school is full of witches and familiars. It's also a queer normative fantasy world with a sapphic slow burn romance like we love. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Daughter of the Bone Forest by Jasmine Sky for sponsoring this episode. For my first book, I have Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe, Colors by Phoebe Kobabe. This graphic memoir focuses on Maya Kobabe's journey in figuring out gender and sexuality and where E fits in. In 1992, when E was three and a half years old, her family moved to a large rural property in Northern California. As a young child, her neighbors and parents didn't strictly enforce stereotypical binary gender roles like girls do this and dress like this and boys do that and dress like that. And E really started to encounter such things when E started first grade and was around other kids their age. On top of that, E also felt out of place because E didn't go to a preschool or kindergarten, and there were things that other kids knew how to do that E didn't, anything from crafts to reading. And this feeling out of place sets the tone for many years of feeling this way wherever E was. E didn't really become a reader until E was in sixth grade. That was also around the same time that puberty started, including air period, which can be extra traumatizing when dealing with gender dysphoria. On top of gender confusion and puberty confusion, E also started having a lot of sexual orientation confusion around this time. One of the things I really appreciate about this memoir is how E talks about identity as something that can be figured out over time and that your pronouns can change, your gender identity can change, your orientation can change, and not only once. You may feel one way at one age, but then learn some new information, and that way you thought you identified as previously may no longer fit. On top of that, if you base sexual orientation on your own gender in relation to the gender of your partners, what does that even mean when gender is fluid or if your crushes vary widely? He talks about so many things that I really appreciate. Coming out multiple times to multiple people in multiple ways is one of them. Dating and sex and the role of fantasy in both. And the things that brought M gender euphoria, like finding pronouns that fit or underwear that E feels good about wearing. I am so happy this book exists. It's Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe, Colors by Phoebe Kobabe. For my second book today, I have chosen Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho. I am so excited to tell you about this book. It is one of my absolute favorite books from within the past few years. Picture it. London, turn of the 19th century. I I think. I think that's about the time frame. We have the Royal Society of Unnatural Philosophers, aka Magician Club. As you can imagine, it's a bunch of white cisgender men. Sir Stephen Wythe is the man in charge. He is the Sorcerer Royal. He has a black child who he, quote, rescued, like major air quotes, he purchased, from slavery because he saw magical talent in him. And this child is named Zacharias. 
the men of the Royal Society of Unnatural Philosophers doubt that any, you know, lesser beings have worthwhile magical capabilities, but Sir Stephen, through training Zacharias, has proved them very, very wrong. Flash forward many years, Sir Stephen dies and Zacharias becomes Sorcerer Royal, quite against Zacharias's will. But the staff of the Sorcerer Royal will only be wielded by someone who is worthy, and it shows Zacharias. A curious thing is that a sorcerer in this world needs to have a familiar. Sir Stephen had a familiar, but Zacharias does not. It's one of the many things that people are holding against him. While racism is one of Zacharias's main problems, He is also being blamed for the lack of magic flowing into England from fairyland. Magic can only be performed in England because of this flow of magical energy, and it seems to be dying out. People are blaming Zacharias for it as he is determined to figure out what is truly going on. Also, what they're blaming him for? People are saying that Zacharias murdered Sir Stephen. So many mysteries. Did I mention that Sir Stephen is still around as a ghost, but also makes himself visible to Zacharias? They can totally converse, and Sir Stephen advises Zacharias as best as he can while still being a ghost. Something important to know is that the Sorcerer Royal serves England, not the crown. Well, at the beginning of this book, one of the unnatural philosophers is trying to bully Zacharias into helping the crown. Specifically, the Sultan of Jandabaik is having trouble with vampire witches in his kingdom, and he asks the British to supply guns and soldiers to fight off these vampire witches. Instead, the British are like, oh, here, how about we have our sorcerer royal, like, zhuzh some magic and take care of it? And Zacharias was completely blindsided by this request, and he has no intention of heeding this request at all. He instead takes the advice of a friend and skips out to the country. His main plan is to go to the entrance of Fairyland to see what is going on with the flow of magic. But his cover-up is that he's going to give a talk at a magical girls' school. So, in this book, girls are not supposed to do magic. If maybe a cook or a maid uses small magics to make things easier, like make sure that the food doesn't burn or something, that's fine. But proper ladies are taught to suppress their magical abilities, and these girls' schools teach them how to do that. When Zacharias arrives to the school, he is in absolute awe of the magical abilities of some of the girls, even though they're supposed to be suppressing them. Particularly, a brown-skinned girl named Prunella Gentleman. Fast forward again, Prunella ends up returning to London with Zacharias because he secretly wants to reform magical education to include girls and women and other folks in the working classes. What I am telling you is very, very high level because I don't want to spoil or ruin the absolutely delightful details and interactions. I love this book so much. I have read it multiple times. It's magical and exciting and really very funny. It's just so much fun. It's The Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my spectacular audio editor, Jen Zink. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. 
If you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Info File, as in the lover of information spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading! Happy reading!